Ladies, I hope you are having an amazing start to your week. It is Monday. I know a lot of us are transitioning into getting kids ready to get back to school. Um, we're transitioning into getting my kids all back into homeschool. Um, it is a fun, exciting week. So if you are in a season of transition too, that's a good thing. And we're going to be talking about how transition can lead to transformation throughout this week and next week. Um, and then we are breaking down today some Psalms that have been on my heart um, and that the Lord has been pruning and working on me with. So I'm hopeful that sharing these things will speak to you too. And if not, if not today, hopefully you're listening to this later, re-watching the podcast and um, it speaks to you then. As always, we are live in our Fit and Faithful Moms Facebook group. We are here every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. This is where we record our podcast. If you can't catch us live, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Spotify. You can ask Alexa to, she's behind me, so I can't be too loud, uh, to search Fit and Faithful Moms. You can listen to the podcast um, on any of your favorite podcast apps or you can watch it on YouTube at any time. Um, before we begin, and I always want to ask if we need any prayer. So if you are in need of prayer and want to keep it to uh, yourself, not really go into any details, you can always drop an emoji comment below. If you don't know, that is something that I share with my clients. If you drop me an emoji, you message me an emoji, lets me know that you need prayer. Can't talk about it right now. Don't want to talk about it right now. Um, but just need to know that someone's praying for you, you can always do that here too. There is a huge group of women here that are all like-minded, right? We're all on this mission for Jesus and this mission to get healthier. Um, there's going to be no questions. We're going to come around you and pray. So if that's part of um, challenging you, I want you to drop that emoji. We don't have to go into details. Not everybody needs to know, but we want to pray for you. And if you do want to share your prayers, let us know. Um, drop them in the comments. You can always message myself as well. I love praying over you ladies. I pray over this group. Um, I'm thankful for God for bringing this together um, because it's really all him. I have the idea through the spirit and acted on it. And to see what God has done is really, really cool and amazing. So I'm smiling a little extra today. My Mila was baptized yesterday. It was a huge weekend for us. We had a great weekend at church. We saw, um, I think it was 83 people be baptized um, and raised to life um, this weekend. There were a ton more throughout all of our campuses, but man, I like haven't stopped smiling. A lot of people ask me like, how are you feeling mom? And I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> My husband's emotional. I'm trying to stay strong. It's um, one of those things and knowing that she's our last, you know, makes it a little bit more emotional to just to know that, that the spirits in both of my kids and, and that their, their children of God is reassuring to me. So if you want to celebrate with me, we can, um, we can celebrate me unless she did that awesome. And she made that awesome decision. So 
today we will pray and then we will hop into things if you are someone who likes to be ahead on what scriptures we're looking into we're looking in the first book of psalms we're really looking um psalms one one through six um we'll start up there but the whole book one through 41 is great so if you want to open up to psalms we can that's where we will start off and we will get started right now so lord i just thank you so much for um, bringing us together today, I pray for anyone that is underneath my voice that you bring them exactly what they need right now, Lord, whether that is peace, um, whether that is just reminding them that you are there, Father, whether that is um, for restoration, for their spirit, their soul, um, their marriage, their parenting, Father, a lot of us moms are dealing with some chaos right now, um, getting ready for a new season to begin. And Lord, I just ask that you challenge us to see the blessings in the new season, to not stress over the things that you already have covered. Father, to remind us that even the mistakes we do make, you knew ahead of time that we were going to make them and you have a place to redeem those mistakes. Lord, you have us covered. Father, just remind us that we cannot run far. We are underneath your law. We are underneath your blessing. We are underneath your provision. Father, we are your children. Um, there is nothing that we could do that would surprise you. So thank you for being the all-knowing, all-powerful, mighty healer God that you are Allow us to take some of that pressure off of ourselves as we start into this week, that we don't have to have it all figured out. You do. That our mistakes will lead to um, your plan working together, that um, even if we don't have all the notebooks, all the pencils, all the pens um, that we are provided for, Father, remind us that the very breath that we are breathing right now is a gift from you, and we will use it to praise you. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thanks, Whitney. Yes, so excited. So excited for Mila. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm writing down this transition to transformation because if you don't know, I have a little bit of ADD, uh, actually a lot bit of ADD with a little bit of OCD, and it's all sort of a big mess. And if I don't write it down, I will forget it. And... <laughs> we won't have this discussion next week that I just promised you that we will. So it is written down. It will happen. So today we are going through Psalms. I really want to talk about one specific um, verse that's in here, which is Psalms 1-2, which is saying, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. So often with our health, um, we take the shell for granted that we live in. Um, we take a lot of things for granted. We just assume that we're going to wake up tomorrow. We just assume that we're going to be able to walk always. We just assume that our cholesterol will always remain the same, that our bodies will remain loose even though we don't use them how we should. Um, we just assume a lot of things that are just going to happen because they are automatic, right? Your heart's beating. You don't have to ask your heart to beat. It just does. It just beats 
for you. You don't have to remember to breathe. You might have to calm your breathing every now and again, right? I need to focus on my breath, bring myself down, right? You get a moment with the kids. You have to bring yourself down. You might have to remind yourself to slow your breathing, but I'm not thinking right now, like, all right, how many breaths do I have to take during this live um, to make sure that I don't pass out and that everyone gets this message. I'm not, I'm not thinking about that. I don't even think about lifting my cup up and down with coffee or tea or water or whatever it is that I'm drinking. I don't think, I don't think twice about this, <laughs> right? These habits, you see me playing with my hair all the time. It's like in my way and annoying. Um, I don't think twice about that. And sometimes we take for granted the biggest gift that was given to us. And it's this this shell of a body that we are in from the jump of us becoming moms from the very moment of conception which wasn't really up to us anyways i mean we met our spouse but your kids were planned for the exact moment that they would be born even as much as you wanted to plan god knew you were a planner and maybe he worked with your plan a little bit here but it really wasn't you <laughs> and your husband's doing. God knew exactly when your children needed to be born and made it happen. But from the jump of conception, our bodies have been giving all of our resources to our kids, right? I say this to my clients all the time, um, especially the few pregnant clients that I do have right now. If you don't eat enough, your body will take from itself to provide for your baby. So if you're not having enough vitamins, you're not eating enough minerals, you're not having enough omegas, you're not eating enough calories, all of these things, it's going to take from you to give to the baby. And that doesn't stop as we become a mom, right? We're constantly taking from ourselves and pouring into our kids, which is just a natural thing that happens. However, we take it to an extreme. We take it like to the next level and say, all right, well, everything I do now isn't for me, it's for them. And I don't need anything anymore. I want my kids. We say this sometimes, right? Like, don't buy me anything, spend the money on the kids. Don't worry about me. Just, just take care of the kids. I don't need clothes for myself. I just need the kids to have clothes. I don't need to eat. I just need to know the kids are eating. But when we deprive ourselves that way, it hurts us. It hurts our spirit. It hurts our bodies. We're not able to move as well. We're not able to do what we are meant to do because we're constantly giving to them. So I want to talk about this today, what the law says for us to do. And it's to honor our bodies to work through that so we'll start at the beginning of psalms 1 1 and it says oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with the sinners or join in with the mockers two but they delight in the law of the lord meditating on it day and night three they are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season, their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do for, but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff 
scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly for the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. First, the Lord knows all of the decisions you are going to make, your husband is going to make, your kids are going to make, your kids, 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 he already knows the decisions and mistakes that your great-great-grandchildren are going to make. So why are we worried about the mistakes we are going to make today? Like he forgot us. Like he was like, ah, she'll be fine. She'll figure it out. He's got your entire lineage covered. So he's got your life right now covered. The other thing with our health that we focus on so much when I'm chatting with women and why this verse rang so true to me um, is I hear I've got so much wisdom, right? And we pray for more wisdom, but sometimes we don't need more wisdom. We need to know how to activate what we already know. So the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, ladies, we live in a sin-filled world. We live in a world that is being destroyed we live in a world that um, doesn't follow God, that isn't living on his principles. We see it happening in schools. We see it happening um, all over in the country and in, in what we preach and what we lead. It's, it's happening everywhere, but it's happening with us too, right? Oh, you know, I'm I looked at keto and I looked at um, Adkins and I looked at intermittent fasting and I researched all these different things and Weight Watchers and this and that and Noom. And I'm not saying any of these particular things are bad. I'm just saying they're the things of this world, right? And if the world is doing it, it should be our cue that we probably shouldn't. If the world is following all of something, right, whether it's low-fat diets, no-carb diets, uh, high-protein diets, whatever that is, of the 143 diets that you're, you are most likely to try during your lifetime, because that's about how many diets women try, it's not godly. It's literally following around the advice of the world. Right. And sometimes with like different programs, you're following around advice of people that aren't even qualified to give it to you. Do they have a diploma in hand? Have they gone to college? Have they continued their education or have they just signed up under someone and they're now a coach and we're going to trust them to give us nutrition, fitness and life advice? We just follow blindly thinking, well, if, if they say it's easy, it's going to be done in 30 days and I don't even have to change the way I eat. Awesome. I'm just going to have to take this pill or this shake or this tablespoon of uh, goo and I'm going to be transformed. I don't want to be transformed without transforming my habits. I don't want this transformation to happen and I stay the same. Imagine if we accepted Christ, right? And I was like, yay, I accepted Christ, but I don't want to leave my old self. I want to keep living that life and 
then just know that God's going to forgive me eventually. That's not the point of what Jesus came to die for you for. But we act like that with our health. Like, oh, uh, forget the transformation that needs to happen. Forget this transition that needs to happen. I want to stay doing what I'm doing, poisoning my body with what I eat, not working out and being mobile, um, just doing whatever I feel like doing. I want to stay here and get results. And the world promises you that you can. I'd love a show of hands. You don't even have to comment an emoji, but you can. You're not going to be alone. Of how many people have fallen for that thing? Like, oh, this pill takes off 30 pounds guaranteed in 45 days. And I don't have to change anything. I'm going to add that to my cart. Oh, this promises that I'm going to get a, a six pack in 12 weeks. I'm going to follow that. This promises that I can just take this spoonful of things and I don't need to change anything. I'm going to follow that. Instead of being focused on the Lord, you now become focused on a pill, on a tablespoon of food, on calories, on deprivation, on all of these things from the world. And we're not following the advice of God. He spills out and tells us exactly what to eat. He put everything here that we need before we were made because he knew what our bodies needed. He didn't just make Adam and Eve because he, you know, randomly thought that would be cool to see himself in human form. He knew what he was doing. He didn't just go, oh, well, maybe I should bring Jesus. He knew that Jesus had to come from the jump. He knew Jesus had to come and that we needed the spirit. He didn't, just, he didn't just make this by mistake. This is not a mistake. This is a designed thing that you are living. You might want to feel independent and you want, might want to feel self-sufficient and you might want to feel like you don't need anybody else and you might want to feel like you know it all, but we don't. Sometimes we have to talk to ourselves like we talk to our kids. We don't know what's best for us sometimes. If we're making health and life decisions without consulting Jesus first, without getting down on our knees in prayer first, without consulting what our maker wants us to do, then we're making our lives much more difficult than it has to be. You do not have to try 143 different diets over your lifetime, ladies. You do not have to deprive yourself. You do not have to push yourself to the brink of dying at the gym to make up for a weekend of mistakes. You don't, you don't have to work out for hours each day. You don't have to eat a thousand calories. And we don't have to think that our image here on earth makes us who we are. Stop allowing the world to determine how you think you should look. You're beautiful now. You were made perfect now. You are made whole and complete now. You are made in God's image now. You are beautifully made. You are a beautiful creation. You are a miracle that walks and stands up and breathes. I, I challenge you to look at a cell. And there was a cell that was given salt water 
instead of fresh water and then looked at it at a microscopic level, you can look it up. And it like starts to wither. Look at how many of those cells are in us that we can't even see. They are at work. We don't even know all the things that we're doing. Scientists, myself, people who have all the degrees, we don't even know everything we need to know. God does. We're trying to like put it all together. That's why one year fats are bad. The next year fats are good. One year carbs are bad. The next year carbs are good. We're, we're still trying to figure it all out. So stop following the advice of the world and standing around with a bunch of people who don't know what they're doing, who aren't working for the right reasons, who aren't doing the right things and delight in the Lord, Allah of the Lord. What does he tell me to do? He tells me to take this daily bread, break it and remember him. Your daily bread. You don't need to know what's happening on Friday night right now. I know I keep talking about that a lot, but we so struggle with um, food prep and we struggle with what are we going to eat and how do we eat? Start with, did God make this food? Is this from God? Or is this, I don't even have anything um, processed to show you even around me because we don't eat those foods. They come in moderation. There's times when we're out and about and you can't control it. You're at someone else's house. You can't control it. Sometimes time is running slow and I need a mac and cheese for the kids. But the majority of our stuff, we look at it and go, did God make this? Yes. Then it's good. Why? Because he said so. He made the food and said, this is good. So it's good. Did the world make this? Are we following the advice of, of nutrition labels and following the advice of experts who aren't really experts? They're just looking to pad their wallets. Are we following the advice of the latest trends in the world? No, I don't want to do that. I want my trees to be planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. And the way for me to do that is to have good soil and good food and a good river running through me from Jesus, not from the world. I want you to think if you've ever um, planted things, I know this is the summer and we're heading into fall, we're not really planting anything. But if you think back to the spring and even the end of winter as you were planting things, and anyone's ever tried to um, plant a garden, you know that there's good fertilizer, right? You know that there's fertilizer you shouldn't use, right? Like cow poop, good fertilizer. Cat poop, don't use that on your veggies. That's just throw that, <laughs> throw that out. But we know the difference there. We know um, that if we don't put enough fertilizer, that our, our plants aren't going to get enough food, but if we put too much, it's going to kill them. There's a, a really cool balance in science to go, how much does it need? We're gonna figure that out because dependent on what area you live in, it's going to be a little bit different. Dependent on what area you live in in the country, it depends on when you're going to plant, depends on when you're going to harvest, Depen depends on what kind of soil you have. We have clay in North Carolina, which is completely different than the dirt we had in Massachusetts. So me coming here and trying to plant was a whole new thing. First off, we had to plant in like 
April, May, because there could still be frosts and snow mid-April in Massachusetts, where here, I had to back it up. The first year I planted in April, May here, things should have already been grown. Like I had missed strawberry season by months because I was living based on what I needed to do in Massachusetts, not based on the soil and change and transformation of things that were happening in North Carolina. If you don't balance this right, it will be wrong. So someone cannot come in and tell you, you need 1200 calories. You need 1500 calories. You need 826 calories. It's gonna be different. It's going to be different if you are starting your weight one way. Your calories will be different if you've lost weight and then ended there. Someone who's 150 pounds could have lost 100 pounds and they need less calories than someone who's been 150 pounds for 10 years. But you just plug these things into the computer and it's like, okay, this is what it says. So this is what I'm going to do. You're following the advice of the world. No, I don't know exactly what you need. Can we trial and test it? Yes. Yes, we can. We can play around with it, see if it works, not get frustrated when it doesn't, but use that as quality feedback and say, this has to change. This isn't, this isn't working. If you've been stuck in your want wanting to lose weight for years and years and years, but you're looking for that quick fix that is going to bring you the easiest change physically or the biggest change physically with the easiest change transformationally, meaning I don't want to do much. I don't actually want to change. I don't, I want to become a butterfly without going in the cocoon. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Your root habits don't change. Cholesterol will stay the same. Probably still be dealing with pre-diabetic, diabetes, things. None of that's going to change if you don't change. So stop hopping on the latest trend, doing Google searches, looking for the best workouts. Are they hit this week? Is it yoga this week? Is it stretching? Is it lifting? Is it cardio? Just stop doing that and move your body for a little bit longer today than you did yesterday. Stop saying, I want this the easy way. It's not easy. I'm here to break that. The, the industry has told you it can be quick and easy for long enough. 12 week transformation program. You will not transform 12 years of bad habits in 12 weeks. I hate to break it to you. If it took 12 years of habits, it's probably gonna take 12 years to undo them. Embrace the transformation. Know that you're beautiful now, that you're loved now. Wear your bathing suit now. You're confident now, not based on your outward appearance, but based on the spirit and the God that lives in you. You are way more powerful than you're giving yourself credit for. You have a resurrection spirit living in you who raises people from the dead, who has beat death, who has overcome evil, who has finished it all living inside us. And we just go, oh, I don't feel like that today. I don't know if I'm really capable of having lettuce. I really don't like having salads. I would argue Jesus really didn't like having nails through his hands or a thorn cross 
on his head or bleeding out slowly on a cross. When you put it in that context, you go, spinach it is. It's not that big of a transformation. I don't want to continue being this me when I'm in my 50s. I want to be completely different. I want to transform with what God's doing through my life, not hold on to my past. Speaking of that, if you're still doing, like when I lived in Massachusetts and I moved down here, let's give that a different analogy. 17, 20 up here, going on 40 down here in South Carolina. If I'm still digging my plants the same way, I've been in North Carolina for, um, I don't know, almost 10 years. If I'm still planting in April, feeding the fertilizer that I was feeding like I lived in Massachusetts, just like, this is the year it's going to happen. The soil must be different. And just thinking something's going to change, it's not. This soil is different. This season for you is different than it was before. This change, this school year for your kids is different than it was before. Could you imagine sending your, I'm sending my seventh grader into seventh grade. So I'm just imagining this and I've just got all of his books and we're um, getting everything set. So I'm looking through it for our lessons plans to start. Could you imagine if your seventh grader was doing the same math as your kindergartner and then expected to perform a certain way on a test or no, just like figure out algebra. If I got the book for my son in school and it was, we're going to do counting by tens, I'd be like, he knows that. Why are we doing that? He needs to be challenged. We've covered this. That was in, that was in the past. That was our step up to pre-algebra. We should, we should have numbers in here and letters in here. We should be moving up. You're not being challenged. Why are we expecting to grow without a challenge in our health? It should be hard. It should require change. It should require sacrifice. It should require difficult times and overcoming hurdles. And we should delight in it because that's the law of the Lord. Did God provide this food? Yes. All right. It is good because he said it's good and I'm going to eat it. I don't even care if you track your calories. If God made the food, you will eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full and you will be good. But we've messed up our metabolism so much. We've messed up how our bodies are supposed to work, how our brains communicate with our stomach by trying to starve ourselves, then trying to stuff ourselves, then binge eating, then trying to fit into this conform of someone that you think you need to look like and be to be loved or accepted by society. And who cares? That doesn't matter. You're loved and accepted by Jesus. We're not living this earth for this earth. We're living this earth to get people to have their lives transformed for eternity. This is not your home. So stop trying to get comfortable here. We're not moving in. If you've moved recently and you're like, oh, it's just a house. We need to make it a home. You know, hang up some things, put up some curtains. We're not making this home, ladies. This is not our home. Heaven's our home. And guess what? Jesus already has your room made for you. It already is decorated. You don't even have to unpack. Walk in. 
done room for you because God told me that's what's in there. There is a room for you in heaven. That is your home. This is your house. Stop unpacking your stuff. We don't need to do that. This is where we are right now, but this is not our home. Stop trying to look a certain way and do a certain thing and be like the world to be accepted by the world. The fact that you're not accepted by the world means it's good. You shouldn't be accepted by the world. I love, I used to hate. So I've been in this field online now for about two years. I've been in this field for 22 years, but I used to be so upset when people would send me messages about speaking, about Christianity and faith. How can you even link the two together? They're so different. I don't want to be a part of your group because you're preaching the Bible in there. I don't want to be in your group because you're talking about Jesus. Good. (laughs) I should be doing something different, but I was so offended. And I tried to change how I was doing it to open it up to everybody. But I realized that's not for me. That's God's job to change their heart. It's my job to do what he told me to do today. It's your job to show up. It's your job not to be conformed by this world. Stop getting so comfortable living here. This isn't our home. We're supposed to be the salt and the light of this earth. The earth is dark. The earth is is bleak. There's so much false information out there. Sometimes as Christians, we look so much at false teachings and looking for false teachings with the Bible, we forget that every other aspect of our life, we're believing false teachings with our health, with our calories, with our kids, with all the things they're learning. There's so much more we need to have our eyes opened to in this world. And this is what God's been, been speaking over me is it shouldn't be comfortable. It should be hard. If the world is telling me there's a quick, easy fix, that should be my cue to go. That's not from God. This tablespoon of whatever this is, I don't even know what's in it. They tell me it's a bunch of good superfood things broken up. I'm just going to go eat a banana, have some orange juice, like start my day. I'm going to have a little less chips, a little less products that I can't name their names. There's so many syllables in it. It's like a haiku as I'm trying to read through ingredients. I just want to, I want to look at apple and go apple. That's what I'm eating. Tomato, tomato. Grains, they're not bad for you ladies. What the world does to grains is bad. Taking all of the fiber out and then trying to add it back in in weird ways that the molecules aren't supposed to be like that. They just have to force it in there and make it work somehow. That's not normal, but grains are are good. They've been with us. I, I read back all the way to Genesis. Grains are there. If they were so bad, I'm pretty sure Jesus and God would have taken them out by now. They're necessary. Oil, necessary. It, it's there. Proteins, necessary. It's, it's been there. These are things that God has made and it's good. Eat those things and stop thinking that it's going to be easy. Setting yourself up with the expectation that 
years and shames and decades and maybe generations of obesity and emotional eating or binge eating or not eating, right? You could have watched your mom go on every diet possible and you think that's how you get successful and that's how you get loved and that's how you have children. And that's not it. Those are withering leaves because there are things of this world. Your leaves don't have to wither and your leaves can prosper in all that they do. How do I know this? Because it says it right there. But they delight in the law of the Lord. Are we delighting in the transformation and the sacrifice that it's going to have to take for us to be healthier? Not for the world, for God. I want to move so that I can carry my kids. I want to move so that I can do things at church. I want to move so I can serve those around me. I want to move so that my body is in, in alignment. And sometimes when I move, I, I use that time with God and I meditate. All of the workouts I give my clients, there's no music to them. I don't want you focused on something else. I want you focused on the change that's happening. I want you focused on that pain. I want you focused on that challenge and that struggle. Because where you feel you're weak when you dive deep, he is strong. When you're looking at those Oreos and you feel weak, you need to dive deep because he is strong. Stop trying to rely on yourself. Stop trying to do it yourself. That's a sin. You're not supposed to do it yourself. We're supposed to do it with him. You do not know better than God. Not with your health, not with your kids, not with your marriage, not with your fitness not with your career, not with any area of your life. You don't know any better than God. So stop thinking you do. Stop thinking you need something more from the internet. You don't. Stop thinking you need some fancy new workout. You don't. Guess what they did? They all walked in the Old Testament. <laughs> they all walked. Everyone, everywhere. The only reason that fitness and group exercise is what it is today, here's your little lead-in, is because in the 50s, the United States um, compared ourselves to Europe and saw that we are fat and lazy and getting fat and lazy. So they needed to introduce something to like trick us into being more active. And that is where group fitness and gyms were born. You do not need to be a part of a gym to be in shape. Why? Because you didn't before. You didn't have to be before. That was like a man-made thing. You can pick up rocks outside and put them down. You can lift food. You can lift your kids. You can lift your dog. You can walk. You don't need a fancy gym. You don't need fancy equipment. You don't need the latest trends because that's just what they are. They're trends and they're going to circle back just like bell bottoms and mullets are circling back. And it's just this big circle. I don't want to be a circle. I want to break the cycle of my dysfunction with my health. I don't want to be doing this thinking it's going to be different this time, not praying, not asking God about it. I want it to be different. 
this time. I don't want it to be a circle. I want to break that. How am I going to break chains? It has to start with the power of Jesus, the power of the spirit that's in me. I want you praying over that today. God, give me the strength because I haven't had it before and I've tried it in my own way and I just keep ending up in this cycle trap. I'm leaning on you. When the Oreos get me, I'm leaning on you. When the chips get me, I'm leaning on you. When I'm hungry, but I'm really not hungry, I'm just bored and sitting on the couch, I'm going to open the Bible instead of a bag of Doritos. I'm going to open your word and fill myself with the bread of life, not the boredom of Doritos. I don't need that. I'm going to retune my body how you made it to work. You told me. He told you when you're hungry and when you're not. We've just messed up the communication. We've listened to the world too much. It's fuzzy in between, right? You know, if you're old enough, you know the antennas we used to have on our TV, <laughs> right? Sometimes they got moved a little bit and everything went fuzzy. So my dad had to get up, move the antenna, work it to get it just right, step away for a second, see if the TV was working. Sometimes it was and you could sit back down. Sometimes it wasn't, you tweaked it for a little bit you're going to have to tweak your hormones a little bit. You're going to have to tweak your process. You're going to have to tweak that you don't eat breakfast anymore. You're going to have to start fueling your body. You're going to have to start eating correctly. You're going to have to start moving, even though it hurts. You're going to have to stop thinking you can't do it. No, you can't, but he can, and he's in you. So you will, you're going to stop telling yourself that it's not worth it. It is. You're going to stop telling yourself that this is miserable and you have to No, you get to, you get to do this. You delight in the law. Are you delighting in your food choices or are you feeling gross after you eat? Are you delighting in the fact that you get to work out or are you sitting there for 45 minutes debating whether you should go or not? And then your time has gone away and now you can't. Are you delighting in the fact that you can food prep? That this food was brought to you? Or are you just complaining about how much you have to chop and that your wrist hurts? Are you delighting over the fact that you can fuel yourself for today? Or are you rolling your eyes thinking, oh, now I have to think about lunch. Right, now I have to think about dinner. The kids need to eat again. Are you delighting in the changes that you are going to have to make Mila, can you stop that? Just move it back to where it goes. Are you no. delighting in the fact that you have to change? Hey, Paxton, stop. Okay, Just leave it be, Mila. Mila is being a mess. This is my time to go. Um, you're going to have to delight in the change. You're going to have to delight in the change. You're going to have to, to delight in what you don't want to do. God put boundaries up for a reason. And we in this world are all about breaking them. Just break the rules. Just break the boundaries. It's fine. Just do it. You feel it. Just do it, girl. You only live once, yeah, I only do it once, so I want to do it right. I don't want to be following what the masses are doing. I don't need to follow what the masses are doing to feel fulfilled. 
I need to do what Jesus called me to do to be fulfilled. I want to fulfill his purpose in my time in this temporary home, in this house. You're in a house right now. You are not home. Stop decorating it with all these other things. Start remaking those connections. When am I hungry? I don't even know because I've been shoving that feeling and emotion aside for so long that I don't even know when I'm hungry. I don't even know if it's just boredom. Start listening to that. Did God make it? Then it's good. Why? Because he said so. Am I loved? Yes. And you are perfectly and beautifully made right now. You will not be more confident when you get to your goal weight. That starts now. You will not be more financially secure when you open another savings account. That starts now. You won't be more financially secure if you continue your same spending habits as you are now and you try to save up money. That doesn't work. I have to change how I spend my money. I have to change my habits. I have to change what I do. I have to get uncomfortable a little bit on peanut butter and jellies for a bit while I try to build up a little savings. So if we have to change how we spend to save more, we're going to have to change how we act, how we treat ourselves, how we eat and how we move if we wanna be healthier. This is the shell he gave us. This is borrowed, this is a gift. When someone gives me a gift in a dish, I like make sure to wash it. My dishes that go back to other people from dinners and stuff are like way more spotless than mine. <laughs> mine get thrown in the dishwasher and if they're clean, great. If they've got some stuff on it, great, it goes back. Like I'm hand washing dishes for other people or I put something else in it and send it back home with them. I make sure it doesn't go back. It goes back better than how it was received. Are you going to give your body shell back that was given to you better then you received it or worse? Is it going to be in worse shape? Is it going to be so beaten down that you can't move in the end? You're not doing well. Or is it, is it going to be hand washed and taken care of and have something good in it too? Are you going to give your body back better than you received it? That's my challenge for you this week. If you're not, what are you going to change to do that? All right, if you are looking for coaching on this, there is a really awesome opportunity that's going to be coming out next week. So I challenge you to stay tuned for next week, um, especially as us moms get into this, that if you can't afford one-on-one -on -one coaching and um, individual coaching to get you there, this is gonna be for you. Um, but if you're ready for that one-on-one -on -one coaching, to help you not only with your food, but with your fitness and with your mindset and with your faith coming all together and doing this on a you level every day, then you can comment below. Let's comment below delight. If you are ready to delight in the change and you want to take that step with a group of women who are going through it, with a coach that's going to lead you through it, with the encouragement, support, and accountability that we need to not just get to a goal weight, that is not my goal. My goal is to give back your body to Jesus better than we received it. You can comment delight and we can talk about if we would be a good fit to work together. So stay tuned for next week. Huge, amazing 
awesome announcement that's going to be coming that is going to impact so many of you that may not be able to afford that one-on-one -on -one coaching. But if you're ready for that one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can comment delight below and we can see if it's something that's going to be perfect for you too. Ladies, have an amazing rest of your day. I hope that this was helpful to you. Comment below something that you learned or that you're going to take away from this live. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.